Carl Cricko, uh, Chief Executive Officer, Canines for Warriors. What inspired you to get involved with Canines for Warriors? Um, you know, uh, it really started uh, for me, my journey here, if I were to look back um, on September 11th, 2001, I was a NYU student living just a few blocks away from the towers that morning and won't get into details, but uh, had a horrible day, just like most all Americans. And uh, I just happened to be, you know, on the ground that day and um, really avoided that day like the plague for years. I didn't want to talk about it. Didn't want to see it on TV. Didn't, you know, avoided conversations where it came up. Um, and then later on in my career, I had a kind of a, you know, a God moment where I was presented with the opportunity to, to run marketing for the 9-11 Memorial and Museum. And uh, that was my first, first entry into nonprofits. I saw it as an opportunity to help myself heal um, and kind of confront these, this thing I've been avoiding for so long. And I really got a tremendous amount out of it. It was incredibly rewarding um, to help folks engage with something tough. Um, and then uh, decided that, you know, this 9-11 uh, related nonprofit work is really something that uh, charges me. And um, when Canines for Warriors was looking for a new chief marketing officer, I, I took the opportunity to take it um, because I saw it as a continuation of this work where, you know, at 9-11, I was helping folks come to terms with that day and help folks heal and, and, and learn. And uh, at Canines, I'm actually helping the men and women who raised their hands after that day um, to heal from their from their psychic wounds of war. So it's uh, it's very much rooted in that day in terms of how I got here. I think if I wasn't down there that day, I wouldn't be here right now. It just kind of impacted the, the flow of my life. Can you tell me a little bit about Canines for Warriors? Of course. So we were founded in 2011. Um, Sherry Duvall was the founder. She uh, had a son who came back from Iraq and just wasn't the same son that, that left. And he actually worked in uh, with canines overseas. And when he came back, he she realized he was really only himself when he was with his dog. And she realized that there was something special with this canine uh, human bond that could actually help veterans with severe PTSD like her son. Uh, so she um, luckily for all of us, she didn't just say, okay, I'm going to build this thing for my son and help my son out by creating a service dog for him. And then I'm going to be done. She um, realized that she needed to give this thing away. So she started uh, Canines Warriors in her garage and uh, had the idea of rescuing dogs, training them to become service dogs for military veterans with severe PTSD. And it just exploded. Um, you know, 12 years later, we're the largest organization doing it in the country. We have uh, two campuses here in Florida, two in Texas. Uh, we've served almost a thousand warriors at this point. Uh, we've saved over two thousand dogs. So it's uh, it's a tremendous it's had tremendous impact. And just to give you a sense uh, of how the program works, we train the dog for about six to eight months to become a service dog. Uh, about half of the dogs don't make it through the program, right? Those dogs that don't make it and graduated service dogs, we find uh, a, a forever homes for. We adopt out. We don't bring them back to shelters. And the veteran comes here. We have monthly classes where we have about 12 folks come to uh, our campus in Florida, about five in uh, Texas. 
and they go through a three-week residential program where they're on site, we're feeding, housing, taking care of these individuals for three weeks uh, while they learn how to utilize their dog. Their dog is completely trained. There's no need that the, the, the warrior's not training the dog. We're really training the warrior how to utilize that dog. And obviously more importantly than anything, bond with that dog. At the end of that three-week program, they leave, um, they graduate, and we're consistently in their life uh, until they tell us not to be. <laughs> So, uh, you know, we, we, we help them out even when, you know, after they leave and there's no cost to the veteran whatsoever. How important is that relationship to the veteran for their not only mental health, but confidence levels? Incredibly important. Um, you know, we, we, and it's not just emotional support. I think that's a, that's something that, you know, is important to note, like emotional support animals, are, are great, but that's not what we do, right? We're we, we, we train service dogs and service dogs perform tasks. And um, we've done a lot of, of studies that actually, you know, when, when you get into this world, right, you look, start looking for the VA to support you. They say, okay, it sounds good, but show us some hard data. So we did, we got hard data. We had Purdue University do a study. They've done a number of studies since then, but I'll, I'll, I'll mention one where they tested cortisol levels in the saliva of veterans with emotional support animals and veterans with service dogs. And both groups have veterans with PTSD. And what they found when cortisol levels indicate levels of anxiety and depression. And what they found was those with service dogs uh, have anxiety and depression levels that are on par with the normal population. And those with emotional support animals are way above the norm. So, you know, there's scientific data that really illustrates the, the impact of service dogs on, on veterans with PTSD for the better. So I'd say it's incredibly important. And at a, at a bare minimum, outside of like, you know, scientific evidence, the, the, the data we see every day anecdotally of, of people just living fuller lives after they leave here, it allows these veterans to get out of the house. You know, one of the key issues for folks with PTSD is that they isolate. They don't like leaving their house. Um, they don't want to deal. They're scared. And um, the dog kind of gets them back in the world. With your years at uh, Canines for Warriors, have you seen the stigma of talking about veteran suicide prevention uh, lessening? Yeah, it has. I mean, you know, PTSD wasn't even something that they really recognized until, what, 10, 15 years ago? So, in a short amount of time, it's gone from not really recognizing PTSD to recognizing it to now looking at other modalities that could potentially help with the treatment of PTSD um, that are that that are that's not just talk therapy and pills, right? But things like what we do, um, other other uh, alternatives um, that that I think are are worth exploring. Can you tell me some of the stories you've heard or seen? with the relationship with uh, service dogs and the veteran? Sure. I mean, it, it's every every month we have new classes, new stories. I mean, just the other class, we had a gentleman come here that um, would, wasn't engaging with his classmates and we were worried about him. You know, he was much, very much isolating and um, not partaking, which is not super uncommon, but it's usually an indication that maybe this, this individual is not going to make it through the class, which is as a bummer. Um, and after getting paired with their, with their dog and, and going through a couple of days with that dog, the, the bond just became incredible. And at the end of the three week program, the gentleman asked to, if he could work at canines for warriors. So, you know, he just, he really got a lot from this program. 
And I think that, you know, one of the, and, and, you know, anecdotally there, there's so many stories. Um, one example is, uh, a gentleman who came through the program, uh, uh, two, no, three years ago, um, you know, was in a really bad state PTSD. He was, a uh, went to, uh, Iraq, came back, was in law enforcement. He kind of got the double whammy of, uh, of PTSD from both, both jobs and um, lost like a lot of his life, lost his relationship with his wife, lost his relationship with his children, um, was really isolating and not partaking in his, in his world, his social environment, et cetera, and was thinking about committing suicide. I mean, that was, uh, that's what, you know, that's where this leads, that's what we're fighting. And um, after coming to the program, he's just living a full life, complete relationship with his ex-wife. He's got remarried. He has his relationship with his children is incredible. Um, he's present. He's there. Um, and the dog was a critical bridge to get him back there. And we see that over and over and over again. Um, and it is remarkable. I think that, you know, we could do all the studies in the world that, you know, test cortisol levels, et cetera. But there's something profound in the canine human bond that we're, we're just tapping into that, that really helps uh, folks with PTSD. What are some of the things that motivate you? Seeing people get better. I mean, you know, seeing people transform, seeing somebody who comes here day one and it's like, what the hell is this dog thing? Where am I? This is bizarre. You know, I don't, I don't know if this is for me. Cause frankly, like I get, I relate. I mean, I'm, I'm very routine. I'm a very kind of boring guy. I want to do the same thing every day and you're going to put me in a new place surrounded by new people. Um, and then at the end of that three week program, they're just, they're just have a lightness about them that they didn't have on day one. And that, that motivates me, um, tremendously to see, to see that transformation because, you know, let's, let's not forget, you know, veterans, you know, put service over self. They're, they're the people that, you know, raised their hands and, and said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put myself in harm's way. Um, so they're, they're, they've done a lot and they deserve a lot. And a lot of them come back here and they need more than what they're getting. So I, uh, you know, I, I get a lot from it. How does it feel to see that all your hard work is, uh, making an impact? It feels great. I mean, it, uh, to be frank, it's a lot of hard work. I mean, training these dogs is 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 not easy. Um, it's a massive operation. We have, you know, 150 kennels here in Florida. We have another 30 in Texas. And it's a lot of operational uh, management. And, and in terms of training, cleanliness, uh, enrichment for the dogs, you know, it's a massive operation. And um, it, it's a lot of people who are really dedicated. You know, I'm just one person of many, you know, we have 200 people here working every day to make this happen. So um, it, it, it it's very rewarding to see the impact, but it's also, you know, the this amount of work should have, you know, and I'm not surprised that the impact is there because um, we have a lot of really dedicated people uh, making good decisions every day. Where do you want to see the mission, say, in the next three to five years? Well, we we will have our thousandth warrior graduate in in, in uh, uh, early next year, Q1. So that's a thousand warriors since 2011. What I'd love is to hit a second thousand in four years. You know, how do we do that? How do we how do we expand to the point where we're we're hitting those numbers and having that impact? Because the the word around the veteran community is out there, you know, people people are starting to learn 
and have learned um, since our inception that the the service dogs is a really uh, um, useful tool. Um, so the demand is not decreasing. If it, it's increasing pretty dramatically, we're just trying to keep up. How can people reach out and learn more? So caninesforwarriors.org, that's the letter K, number nine, S4warriors.org is the best way to get in touch with us, learn more. Um, if you're a warrior who is curious about this program after watching this podcast, there's an application button right at the top. Um, if you're somebody who wants to volunteer and you live in Florida and Texas, there's information there. If you'd like to support via donation, all that is on the website. And the most important thing that I think is on the website are a lot of warrior stories, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of great content of, of the the narrative that we see regularly of uh, of hope um, through this program.